Blog Talk Radio. Buzzworthy Radio is on. on. The entertainment show that gets you up close and personal with today's hottest stars. Here's your host, Nabelle J. Lee. Well, 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 welcome. Welcome to a new Buzzcast here at Buzzworthy Radio. I'm very excited that we are doing this tonight. It's been a while, but we have a very good reason to celebrate because one of our favorites here at the show celebrates 30 years in daytime television. We have seen so many things online commemorating her time in, in daytime, and it, it's still amazing to me that she is celebrating this milestone, and I think it, it's absolutely incredible, and we've watched her literally grow up on the screen, and she started in 1991 on the show Loving on ABC as Allie Rescott. She would then go and take that character in 1995 to a spinoff series, The City, which would last until 1997. August 1st of that same year, we would then be introduced to her as Shady Lane, Cassie Lane being her real name, and then turning out to be Reva Shane's sister. <laughs> For eight years, we've grown to love her in this role in Springfield. She was even a princess at one point. So, you know, what, what can you say about that? And then finally, 2005, here she is. She just celebrated 15 years with the show, and now she's celebrating 30 years in daytime overall. And we get to watch her every day as Carly Corinthos in Port Charles. On General Hospital, we are celebrating 30 years in daytime for Ms. Laura Wright. I am so excited to be doing this show with you. We have a couple of surprises in store. Just a couple. Uh, one of them, I'm hoping I get it to work before the night is over. But, uh, <laughs> but if you want to join in on the conversation and share some of your memories of some of your favorite scenes that you've ever seen Laura do in any of the daytime dramas, that, and not even just daytime, it's overall within her 30 years of daytime television, you can always give us a, a dial in here at 516-418-5621. Man, there's, there's a lot that we can literally discuss about everything that we've seen that she's played in daytime. And I, I have one of my favorite people to bring on the show. When we ever do – we do these shows all the time where we're celebrating our favorites. The last one we did was when we celebrated Laura West, when she celebrated 25 years of daytime television. Now he's back with me doing this for 30 years for Laura, and – I can tell you some of the stories that we would we would even have where he had <laughs> one of the things that popped in my head was there was press photos um, that he had had seen and gotten when we were doing uh, website stuff at, at previous sites that we used to uh, work on together, and there was a picture of Laura Wright that I immediately fell in love with, and he would not let me have it at all. So I, I still I still think about that to this day, and I'm going like, which picture was it again? Because now I can't even remember. Uh, Ryan's on the line with us right now. How are you, sir? I know exactly which one it is, dude. It's the one where she's in the purple dress and the short hair on the skyline, her and Gina Tonioni. Uh, <laughs> I thought I it was that one that because I was I have it. I was, I thought it was that one because I literally was going like, I think it's that one. And because now you can't find it anywhere because I was trying to find it and it ain't there anymore. And I'm just going, I think it's that picture, but I don't, I wasn't sure. And then when you said it, I was like, I thought that that was the picture. So <laughs> I will send it to you. I do have it. It's on one, it's on one of my flash drives somewhere, but Hey buddy, how are you? I'm doing very, very well. I I can't complain. It's beautiful out. We're doing this. Um, yeah, I, there's there's a lot with Laura in 30 years, don't you think? Dude, 30 years of excellence. <laughs> like, anybody who knows me, follows me on social media, you know that Laura Wright is my spirit animal. All of my gifts are of her. Okay. I was going to say, like, pretty much woman. everything, if you see him tweet, pretty much everything that he responds back to you is, is a Laura Wright 
just that's from General Hospital. We sadly don't have anything from Guiding Light. Otherwise, we use some of those. But everything is Carly. It's all Carly responses. And I'm just sitting there going like, yeah. I think my favorite one that you you always use is the one with the popcorn. Yes. Yes, that is my yeah. That's my favorite one. That's that's one of my favorite ones. But first, I mean, think about it. Laura Wright's been in this business for thirty years. She has played some of the most wonderful, complex, complicated characters, and mm-hmm. she's never once phoned it in. It's we talk about the the consummate professionals, the people who commit to everything that they're given on the paper, and she is one of those actresses. Um, um, you know, I grew up watching her um, on Loving with my Nana and um, got into Guiding Light when I got a little bit older. And then, you know, I was already in GH and I was so thrilled when she came over and, and joined that show. And she's really just been fantastic. And, and you know, it's, it's such a treat to be joining you, one of my best friends, to be hosting a show in celebration of her incredible milestone and and daytime and i'm just really happy to be here with you tonight bro dude i mean when i was thinking about doing this because we even talked about the fact that she was going to be celebrating 30 years this year a while ago i mean this was a while ago that we even brought this up and i was going like we got to do i'm like we got to do something to celebrate laura 30 years like just something anything Anything. I was even doing. I was even thinking about it for 15 years at General Hospital, like something. But then I was like, you know what? Let's let's just make it all one thing, and just celebrate it all together because it was going to literally be right after this. So, so I thought this was perfect to just do this um, all together for her this year. And uh, it's incredible to see so much of the love that's already been displayed for her. already because she really is a powerhouse right now Uh, and as i said earlier you know we watched her grow up on screen we really did watch her grow from loving to general hospital and it's just it's been absolutely mesmerizing it's been absolutely phenomenal to to see that and um there's just so much of of things that she has done within these 30 years that i've loved watching her do I don't even know if we can fit it in into one show. I think that's really the bottom line. I don't think we can do it. <laughs> well, that's a challenge. I think, I, think, I think we can try. We can try. I think we can try. You know, it's, it's – God, there's just so much, many things to pull from. And I know a lot of it – I know a lot of the stuff that I really did fall in love with Laura with came with – General Hospital, I think. I mean, I loved, I loved Allie on Loving in the City. I loved Cassie on Guiding Light. But I think she really came into her own fold when she got onto General Hospital. I think when she took over Carly, she was kind of able to be on her own. I, I, I'm trying to make that make sense. But it's basically that she was able to – she was just basically able to shine. She wasn't in her – she wasn't in the shadow of anybody else anymore when she got over here. Right. Yeah, she got to be She got to be the star that, you know, her fans have always known her to be. And, you know, Allie, you know, with Allie, there were other, you know, bigger, you know, um, characters on the show, right, um, with, mm-hmm. with Guiding Light, even though she became a main character and was – very much front and center, you know, there were still the Rivas, there were still the, the, um, uh, the Harleys, there were still um, Olivia's, you know, that were kind of, you know, taking some of that, that focus. But with Carly, Carly is a lead character. Carly is the leading female on General Hospital. And Laura embodies that in every, in every single way. And she stepped into a, you know, situation where, you know, the show was coming off um, a really, really popular um, recast and Tamara Braun leaving, then recasting with uh, Jennifer Brands, bless her heart, that didn't work out too well, and so they <laughs> rested the character a bit, and then brought Laura in, and she hit the ground running, I mean, literally <laughs> running. So, that is true. Um, no, that's true. You're right. You're right. You're right.
So I think I lost you there. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. I was, I was waiting for you. Um, but yeah, no, she hit the ground running, and she, you know, she's pretty much um, been ahead of the pack this entire time. Um, and she's even continued to grow as an actress on General Hospital. She's, you know, she's always topping herself. There's always a new layer of depth of 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 humanity of humility that there she's able to find in Carly because Carly's not a very likable character, you know, she's <laughs> not. But, but Lauren's no. able to play her in a way that, you know, even though Carly has grown over the years and Carly's popular and she's wealthy and she's, you know, got everything that she could want, Carly is still a very insecure person who is searching for love and wanting happiness. And Laura's able to play those moments in such powerful ways, in such quiet moments. And those are some of my favorite ones for her. I think that's true because one of the one of the comments I I did see and this was a while ago and it basically was asking about could you see any of the other actresses who had portrayed Carly prior to Laura play Carly now and I said no um to that and I know a lot of people have said no to that but I definitely said no to that because as you just said Carly has grown and I don't think anybody could play this type of Carly if it was anyone else other than Laura. And you can see that there's a lot of things with Carly where she does show some humility. It's very rare, y'all, but it's there when, when, when she shows it. So I would never have imagined her relationship with Bobby be as this close if it wasn't for Laura bringing that type of growth to the character and Laura has definitely brought growth to that role and uh, and it it amazes me to see how Carly has changed you know Carly did change a lot and it's it's very impressive what Laura was able to do and perfect it with this over the years and my everyone knows my all-time favorite scene was obviously when Carly found out that Jake is Jason's you know it's it's it, that that literally was the catapult for me to where I basically sat back and said, yeah, y'all, Laura's, Laura's Carly, y'all. Uh, you, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it anymore. So that was it. And, and, and then the follow-up after that, a few months later, when Michael was shot and she confronted Sonny in the hospital. I mean, those those are the two that rank right up there. And it's just it, it was just amazing how much death, how many layers she was able to bring into this role, especially, as you just said, she's coming into a role that was definitely held by strong women that everybody felt nobody could ever replace Sarah Brown. Everybody thought that no one could replace Sarah Brown. Even when Tamara took over the role, no one thought anybody could play Carly but Sarah Brown. And they were all proven wrong. Tamara came in, did her yeah. thing. And then after Tamara left, Jennifer came in and attempted to do her thing. Um, Plus her heart. I mean, no shade. She did attempt to do her thing. But Laura came in, and then I immediately was going like, yeah, Laura's going to be a good fit here. And, and then it's just – once I, I'll be honest. Once they started pairing Carly off with – with guys that you never would have thought Carly would ever be with, I was kind of going, oh, this is interesting. Like, you never would have felt that Carly would have been with Jax. You never would have thought that Carly would be with Johnny Sakara. You never would have thought that Carly would be with Todd Manning. You never would have thought that Carly would have been with Franco. You never would have thought that Carly would have been... Like, like these types of relationships, I'm sitting here going like, oh, so... We get, we get to play with these types of relationships now. And I'm kind of sitting there going, this is interesting for her. Like, this is not something that we would be used to seeing for her. And, and Laura was able to bring that to the table. And that's and pretty much most, if not all, of the men that she had played off of, she had great chemistry with. She really did. Yeah, there's not one pairing that she's had where I could say, you know, no, I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it because the chemistry wasn't there. She has she has chemistry with the wet mop. You know, that's 
that's a testament to her ability as an actress and the and the way that she's able to form relationships with her co-stars to bring that out. Um, and it's the same thing. She has great chemistry with a lot of Carly's rivals as well. You know, Carly versus Robin, Carly versus Ava, Carly versus Brenda, Carly versus Sam. These are Carly versus Elizabeth. These are big relationships that she's had with these women over the years that she's able to light that fire to that it's hard to, it's hard to, I don't want to say replicate because she's not, it's hard to right. transform what was created with someone else in such a iconic way. Cause Carly versus Robin dominated the late nineties. You know, that, that Jason Carly Robin thing was a big part of, um, the history of Jason and, and, and Carly's relationship and being able to tap into that past that she didn't play originally mm-hmm. and still carry it out with uh, as if she's been there the entire time, once again, goes to show the type of performer that she is. And that's one of my favorite. There's so many favorite things I, I have about Laura Wright. Everybody knows I'm a card-carrying Laura Wright fan. Um, yes. But it's it, it's it's truly a joy. Hey, to we watch both are. It's fine. Like, you know, we both are. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I I get such enjoyment from watching her work, and when she's able to be Carly, like be at, at Carly's very essence. One of my favorite scenes of that mm-hmm. Laura did at Carly was when she first joined the show. Uh, Carly was in, uh, it was after the train incident, and Carly was in the hospital. And she went okay. up to the rooftop, and Sonny yes. follows her up there, and she's standing on the ledge, and he's like, Carly, don't. And she has this really powerful monologue where she's like, you think I'm going to jump because of you, Sonny? Don't you give yourself oh, yeah. too much credit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and she talked about how she lost herself in him and how... She doesn't want to go through that again. She's not going to make that same mistake. And it was one of the first scenes that she had with Maurice Bernard. And you know, YouTube was still in its infancy, and I posted that clip on mm-hmm. on my account. Um, and it was something like Carly declares her independence. I think that's what I titled it. And it was such a great scene for her. And that that is one of the things that has continued to permeate throughout the years with her work. It's it was quiet. It wasn't over the top. It was, it was, she, there was this like quiet intensity in her delivery. And those are some yeah. of my favorite things. And it's, it's the things that come out when Carly is at her most vulnerable. And it was something similar she has with Steve Burton when they're able to just kind of talk a little bit above a whisper and it's, it's just the two of them. And they're, they're able to mine that history of these characters that they have built and continued building for the last 15 plus years. Um, yeah. Um, there's just way too, way, way too many moments um, to, to choose from. Now you are a big Guiding Light fan, Navelle, much more than I was. I remember I had to cover the show and I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I loved her rivalry with, Gina Tonioni's character. Can't remember the name of it right now. Dinah. Yes. Dinah and Cassie's rivalry was fantastic. Um, and especially when you got to the, the Jonathan angle, when um, Ooh, Jonathan yeah. was getting involved with Tammy and was like gaslighting the um, Riva and Cassie. And she had some really great moments opposite both Gina Tonioni and uh, Tom Pelfrey um, that were just, fantastic and i really enjoyed her work with um stephanie who played her daughter tammy as well yeah yeah i yeah to kind of pull off of that or piggyback off of that it's it's interesting that 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 section of the rivalry you got into whereas i also was there from the beginning of the rivalry when wendy monez played the part and when that started in 97. So it, it was definitely interesting to see the Dinah and Cassie rivalry from the beginning. And then once Gina came in and took over the role, how that progressed now that she was playing the role of Dinah, it was it, it, it definitely two different uh, 
what's the word I want to use? Portrayals to to the rivalry, but still the same overall. Like it was still there, and I loved I loved both both shades of it. I really did. I think while Wendy's Dinah and Cassie, their rivalry was epic in a sense because they were fighting over heart the entire time. I liked Gina's Dinah and Cassie rivalry because it's spurred from not just the heart aspect, but as you just said, now Jonathan was getting into the mix and he was basically coming in as JD and not letting everybody in on the fact that he was really Riva's son and he had sex with Cassie's daughter and all of that, all of that stuff. It was just like, it all ballooned into like one big thing where Dinah's reemergence was when the barn got on fire because of Edmund, and then she was keeping that a secret. And then Jonathan winds up getting involved in that secret and letting it out in the facts that Cassie reads at the beacon. And then everything comes out with Edmund, and it was just. And then Dinah gets impregnated, so they could she could carry Cassie and Edmund's baby. Oh my God, that that was just one little aspect, bigger aspect throughout the entire time. Uh, for the for that year and a half, when they interacted with each other, and it was just incredible with with all of these characters, it was just it wasn't just plot based at that point in time with with those guys, and it just kept me immersed in in, in everything. And I I was the Cassie and Edmund fan. Now, mind you, knowing that Edmund kidnapped the woman and put her in a tower, <laughs> I st- and inadvertently caused. Cassie to lose her baby, I, I was rooting for Cassie and Edmund more than Cassie and Jeffrey. I wanted Cassie and Edmund together. And, you know, it, I know he was flawed and they kept him as a villain. And I thought he was on the road to redemption. But, of course, they backtracked that, which kind of sucked. But I loved it. I loved that story arc as long as it went. And her interactions with Tom Pelfrey were amazing. I really kind of wished that she could have done more with him, especially when Jonathan kind of started getting redeemed a little bit, because I kind of yeah. wanted to see how she would have played that off. But uh, it didn't. unfortunately, it didn't happen that way, but we still got her on GH. But it, it's just, you know, there are some things that you kind of wanted to see. And it, it also brings up that interview that I actually did with her 10 years ago, literally 10 years ago this summer. And we actually... Lauren and I actually did talk about Tammy's death on the show when they decided to kill off uh, Stephanie Cachet's character. And, dude, she was like, when when I asked her, like, what did you think about the fact that they killed off Tammy? She was like, I couldn't believe it. Like, she, she literally couldn't believe that they, that that happened to her. And I, I just immediately was sitting there listening to her telling me the story about about that, uh, how she felt about them killing off her daughter. And I was going like, oh, my God, I wonder how you would have played that. Like, to me, I would have been very interested to see how you would have played off Tammy's death. I mean, no offense to Nicole Forrester at all, but, you know, I was totally invested in, in Laura's Cassie. So I kind of wanted to, you know, in the back of my mind, I would always wanted to see how she would have played that off. Always wanted to see how she was yeah. pulled off. Yeah, that would have that would have been really that would have been really interesting to to see. However, I am glad that she knew of her character enough to walk because Cassie and Josh together was absolutely gross. <laughs> Just FYI, <laughs> not the biggest fan of that at all. I was not a fan of 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 that. It, it was just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that and was really gross. That was a oh, little gross. gross. It was it was definitely it was definitely up there. It, was it Bridget and Ridge gross? No, but it's close. But <laughs> and for my bold and beautiful fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I said that statement. But uh, yeah, I. I think the Cassie and Dino rivalry was, was amazing. And, you know, that was pretty much Cassie's highlight, I think. Not just being Reva's sister, but I think 
the rivalry that she had with Dinah was pretty much the highlight of her time on Guiding Light. And, you know, that was, that was great for me to watch because I loved, I loved that rivalry. I loved her working opposite Wendy. I also loved her working opposite of Gina. She, you know, they were able to do, they were able to do a lot with what they were giving for, for those two characters. So I definitely did enjoy that a lot. Um, with loving, I didn't really get to experience a lot of Ali Rescott on the show until towards the end of the show's run. And mostly my memory of Ali, the most that sticks out was basically during the loving murders. So that's really kind of when I got into the loving scene was unfortunately towards the end of the show. And that's really when I saw her. I mean, I knew she was on, like there'd be like brief glimpses where I would sometimes flip the channels when I was younger, when she first started on the show back in 91 in the earlier years. And I was just flipping, I would see her on the screen. So I knew who she was, but I never really fully watched loving until the end of the show. So I didn't really get to see much of, of Allie uh, during that time. I, and, I, and I saw more of her when she did the city. So, so I kind of, for me, I kind of was very confused because I was always going like, is her character and Ted Knight's, and Ted King's character um, together? And they weren't together, but it seemed like that. I was just so confused because I was always going like Ted King and her, uh, they had, they had chemistry even then and then they got to work together again on, on General Hospital. But I thought they worked very well opposite each other on, on Loving and the City from what I was able to to see between the two of them. So, she but, also uh, worked I, well opposite Paul Anthony Stewart. So that's one of my surprises that I do have on this show. Um, <laughs> since you brought it up, uh, later on in this program, you're going to – we're going to take a little bit of a – trip down memory lane, <laughs> pun intended, but <laughs> it literally just came out. It was not even scripted for me to say that, but I was like, you know what, let's roll with it. But we got the chance to sit down with Paul Anthony Stewart, and we got to talk to him about him working with Laura, not on just Guiding Light, but also on Loving. So that's going to be fun for us to sit back and enjoy in, in, in the meantime. So I, I'm very excited for you guys to hear that because that was, Paul is very, very fun. I enjoyed talking to him and just the mere fact that we were able to sit down and speak to him in reference to not just working opposite of, of Laura, but also how he even got the role on Godding Light as Danny Santos. It, it was, it's just, he he was amazing. I, I mean, I really can't say enough about him. Like Paul is that dude. <laughs> Let's just say that. But it's that it was definitely a, it was definitely a fun conversation for sure. Um, so I'm very I'm very excited for you guys to listen to that. Um, but uh, she did work well off of Paul Anthony Stewart. She did. Um, and as I as I said to him, which you guys will hear later on, is that I didn't really get to see them together on loving by the time i started watching his character was just killed off so <laughs> it, it literally he was just killed off at this point so i didn't really get to see see that but when he joined guiding light their characters never really interacted until what four years in when he was four years in if that yeah yeah it was, it was after he kind of um left like the younger scene and was kind of working around with some of the other characters. Yeah, it was, I think it was like right around the time he was, his character on the show was shot by Carmen and, and Cassie kind of kept him hidden to keep him alive and, and, and do what, what Danny wanted her to do. So I think, uh, I thought that was interesting and I really thought that they were going to go somewhere with that storyline. But as we had discussed on this show numerous times, that did not happen for reasons. So <laughs> I would love that did not happen in the way that we would have liked it to. But I, I thought, uh, I thought that would have been interesting to see Cassie and Danny 
be together for like a, a hot minute. Just saying. That would have been cool. It definitely would have. It definitely would have. I let's see. What Van. That was that was another one. Um how about Cassie and Olivia's rivalry? You know, I mean, as short lived as it was, but it was there still. The the mud the mud fight, the mud fight. The mud fight, Cassie and Olivia's rivalry was good. Um, there was there was this girl. I don't was it. Um, did Cassie and Ava have like a um, a thing too, or was it was Ava on the show when Mara was still there? Um. Yes, actually. But I thought I think that was more geared to Ava and Olivia at the time. I don't think really okay. Cassie had. I don't think Cassie really had any interactions with Ava. Um, Olivia and her were the ones that were heated since they were mother and daughter, which we didn't know at the time. But but I don't think yeah I don't think Cassie really had that much to deal with her she kind of the 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 actress who played ava i think came on closer to the end of laura's run like she was there when laura was still there but it wasn't it wasn't that long and and then so um, of course i have to get your thoughts on okay when cassie became princess cassie (laughs) okay um what did you think of that were you a fan of that were you not? So I'm indifferent because I know I uh, here's the thing. I know everybody did not like San Cristobal at all. There was a lot of people that hated San Cristobal. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate Cassie being a princess, but it just sucked because the reason why I feel indifferent is because I don't think we really got enough time to enjoy her as a princess. So I think, for me anyway, I don't think we got enough, I don't think we really had enough time to enjoy her as a princess. We we got to see a little bit of the taste, and as soon as they got her into it, that's when they basically had Richard be found out to be uh, be not the real heir of the throne, and that was it. it. It that was really the extent of it. That was, I don't know. I, I guess that's where my indifference come in. So I probably would have enjoyed. I can. I understand. I probably would have enjoyed it if played with it a little bit better. But mm, yeah. Well, that, when they revisited that pairing, um, with, you mean when he, Jeffrey with Jeffrey O'Neill? Yeah. Yeah. I. I I wasn't sold on it. I wasn't either. I will be honest. This guy had Richard's face, but he wasn't Richard. But I also still was on the Cassie Edmund train, and I really did not want the Cassie Jeffrey route to happen, but it happened. I did not like that it happened, but uh, that's history at this point. I was not sold on it. I still was the Cassie Edmund guy, but what can you do? There is, it happened. I, I'm not in the writer's room. I don't have any, unfortunately, any way of making anything go the way that I would like it to go. But I tell you, it, it was uh, – she had some really interesting pairings. I, and this is coming from someone that liked Carly and Franco. Maybe that's because I was – I liked her uh, chemistry with Roger Howard. I think that's really what it was. Because I loved – I loved, was just a lot to swallow as a fan. I mean, and I say this as someone who came around to liking Carly and Franco because, of course, I love Carly and uh, I love Laura and, and Roger together. That was just a lot for the character to have to swallow to be with that, you know, to be with Franco. And it was just very uncharacteristic of Carly um, to do that. But it was still in yeah, that's what they and it said. led us to the great, the big, you know, the big oh, wedding. Oh, the, the hollow <laughs> wedding. Hollow wedding is what we yes. call it. Hollow wedding. That was Ron Carlovati, if you're listening. I loved it. That was 
pretty amazing scenes. And I still tend to watch that seven years later. Uh, <laughs> I really do because it's it's literally one of the best pieces of material that I ever had seen for a while. And I thoroughly enjoyed that episode. I really did. And, oh, man, there are times I wish that Carly and Franco could be revisited, but that's just me. Um, I love Carly. I, I love Liz and Franco. I, I Don't get me wrong, folks. I love Liz and Franco. I was definitely one of those guys. But, yeah, Carly and Franco I really did fall in love with, which is – I know very uncharacteristic of Carly, but still, she had Laura has amazing chemistry with any of the men that she's paired with, especially uh, with Roger. And I loved Carly and Todd, so I kind of think I think I was still coming off of that. But it is it is what it is. But you know what else we have in store for you right now? Here it is, our little excerpt i'm only going to give you an excerpt i'm not going to give you all of it i will post the whole interview later on but here's some parts of our interview with paul anthony stewart fans of you may know him for playing the role of casey on loving he then would go on to play danny santos on guiding light starting in 1998 where he would play that role until 2005 and then making appearance again towards the end of guiding lights run in 2009 here it is, part of our interview with Paul Anthony Stewart. Let's take a listen together. Thank you for doing this with me tonight. I really appreciate that. Sure. Anything for Laura. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, listen. I wouldn't do it he, for anyone, just anyone. You wouldn't do it for just anyone, but for, for, your, <laughs> for, for Laura Wright, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got to make the time, man. We got to. For Laura Wright, I responded. That's right. <laughs> you did. You you responded with the quickness, though. That was the thing. You responded See? in no time flat. Yes. That was impressive. That that speaks to my love for Laura. It does. It does. Now now listen. So so for for any of you that don't realize or recognize this voice that I'm speaking to right now, this is Paul Anthony Stewart. You may recognize him the most for his role as Danny Santos on Guiding Light, but maybe you may not realize that Laura Wright <laughs> and Paul worked together prior to Guiding Light when he portrayed the role of Casey Bowman on Loving, which he started in 1992. And I'll be honest. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, it depends how old you are, right? I mean, geez. I'll that be was honest. Almost... Yeah, that was 29 years ago. And <laughs> I... Oh. <laughs> I... We'll be honest, I did not get the chance to watch you on Loving because <laughs> I started You were a after, baby. <laughs> well, I started after they killed you off. So I came in after you were done. <laughs> uh, okay. Right uh, when it would when it was turning into the city. Right? Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, I started watching like right around like I mean I knew of Loving prior to that, but Right. I watched it. I, I would watch it back and forth, but I was I was I was a CBSer, so I pretty much was the young and arrested at twelve thirty. So right, right. So there were t I would like sneak it to look it over, and you know I fell in love with Ali Rascott, who Laura played. So I was I was a fan of hers and Lisa Peluso, who played Ava, who played Laura's aunt on the on the series. Um, sure. But, but, uh, yeah, I came in after you were done, and I started – I really started watching when they started doing The Loving Murders. So that's when I came into play. So I, I missed uh, it. Ah, right. That was – yes, that was right before I left. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of when I started creeping in. Um, so I did kind right. of get to see Casey and Allie a little bit, thanks wonders of YouTube. And <laughs> – the wonders of YouTube came into play there, and I, I just felt that there was going to be a competition of who had the biggest hair on, on the show at the time. <laughs> there was that was always the big competition. We would Laura and I would always laugh because you know it was the '90s, so big hair was in, yeah. and uh, they just the producers just kept kept wanting me to grow my hair, and. Um, 
and Laura and I, every time we had to hug uh, or kiss, it was always, we always had to be using, we always had to use our hands to pull the other person's hair out of, <laughs> out of the way so that the camera could actually see our faces. Oh, so Good you times. kind of, you kind of, I don't know if you started that trend or you just enhanced that trend, but that was just, when you said like you had to push the hair out of the way, I was like, yeah, that, that, that was a thing. <laughs> oh, was that a trend? Well, maybe we did start it. You know, it's very possible. I'd like to believe that we started that trend. Sure, why I not? Like, I, I, I'm going to go with that because that, that's where we are in this conversation. So I'm literally going to say that you two were the reasons behind why you had to push the hair away. That, that's uh, you Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. We definitely, had the, we definitely had the biggest hair on daytime at that time. At that time, you did. At, at that time, you did. And then, then when you went to Guiding Light, you, it, it was kind of curly long, but not as long. So I kind of was just going like, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, not as long. And then finally, I just said, you know, screw it. Let's just cut all of this off and make it easier. Easier for everyone. Mostly easier for me. Keep it short. I was going to say, I think that was probably for your benefit than anyone else. Yeah, le- yeah exactly. <laughs> less time in the hair chair, less people fussing with my hair, making me crazy. You know, just I could focus on my thing, which was not worrying about my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what it was like when you first started working with, with, uh, with Laura on the show. I mean, I think you two were like your first ever couple together if i'm not mistaken if i go on in my history no you're no you're right you're right it was really our first uh and our first it was our first tv gig so laura i think had been on on loving for maybe a year prior to when i started uh and we both were just we were babies i mean we were in our early 20s and i was just out of college Laura had previously been pumping gas in Maryland, um, mm-hmm. and we were kind of both discovered for the show. Um, and uh, very quickly, uh, I think Laura and I just had some good chemistry, which is a thing that you can't really define or put a finger on, as all of the people who watch daytime know. Um, and, um, and, and the, the viewers really, really vibed with us and responded to us. And we had a really fun, uh, rapport with each other and a sort of, a sort of, um, bickery, flirtatious energy that I guess the viewers really responded to. And hence the Casey and Allie, uh, romance saga uh, began and it lasted for about three years until yeah I guess about three years until I decided to leave the show um, and uh, and ended my, my my time there with a, a nicely dramatic gunshot wound that uh, yeah yeah brought yeah. my demise I, it did so it that, did and I I think I think uh, Ted King's character was the sort of reason why Casey got killed? He was involved. I, yeah, he yes, he was involved <laughs> and then of course then yes, then then they had to had to build a romance with those two because it wouldn't be a soap opera without that sort of twist. And that's turn. kind of where and they I found did the only it. way. Yes. Yeah. That is the only way it. really Yes, and the only way that Laura's character could love and move on was if Casey were dead. And when I made it clear to the producers I really didn't want to, that I really wanted to leave the show and was moving on to other things, they thought, okay, great, well, we'll kill you then. <laughs> so, that, so, that, so that Allie can really, um, you know, so we can find a way for, for the character of Allie to, to move on, you know, and I think that because their love was so strong, it would have been pretty hard otherwise, unless unless the character of Casey were just completely six feet under. Yeah. How was that to wrap up the character of Casey and, and doing those scenes with Laura um, at the end there in 95? What, what was that like uh, for both of you? It was tough. I mean, it was a really hard decision for me mm-hmm. to leave the show, and Laura mm-hmm. was... 
really uh, unhappy about it uh, because we had such a great relationship on screen and off screen. Sure. And, um, and we really grew up together on that show. We, we really sort of got our feet wet in daytime together. Right. Um, and at that time, that was when, you know, there were appearances everywhere and we were treated much more, um, uh, I would say, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, daytime was, was just a much bigger thing, uh, yeah. then. No, you're so, right. um, and there were soap operas in New York City, and of course there aren't any there anymore. And uh, so, you know, we were like little big shots running around the city at that time. And and um, and so it, it, we learned a lot, and we had a lot of fun, and it was um, it was a hard time to leave, and there were a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. And um, but Laura understood, and and uh, and then we got the the great fortune of being able to work together again. Uh, a few years later, and um, we actually ran into each other in Los Angeles where I was living, and Laura was pregnant, and we ran into each other at a at a at a club, and she I would just say she wasn't drinking, she was pregnant but she wasn't drinking, and um, <laughs> she she said I'm on Guiding Light now, and you should come on on to Guiding Light, and I thought oh okay um, well. Let me see what else is happening in my life, and and then just sort of, uh, I guess the the stars aligned, and a role came up for me there, and it was supposed to just be a short term role, and it turned into seven years, and um, they tried, the writers tried to get us together again, um, but oh yeah, we're uh, gonna we're gonna I was gonna talk about that because that was the thing I noticed, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they tried. They tried. They tried. And, but yeah, you're right. It just yeah, it wasn't in the stars. Wasn't in the cards. You know, the characters were too different, and 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 there was such a strong fan base for Danny and Michelle. Yeah. Um, and they were very vocal in their in their resistance to Danny getting involved with anyone else. Um, and it just, uh, it didn't really pan out. Although we tried every time Laura and I had a scene together, we tried to, you know, work those, those mysterious sparks, but it just, uh, it just couldn't fly. Uh, but that's all right. We still had a great time and, and we had a great time work, you know, hanging out off screen and when we were able to work together on screen. I'll tell you what, these uh, us so fans are pretty vicious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we are, you said it, not me. Oh yeah. no, I'm, I, I and I say it all the time. I'm not gonna stop now. So <laughs> we tend, we tend, we tend to be very vicious people, and um, you know, I remember that time uh, when when the fans were very vocal when it came to Danny and Michelle. I was not one of those people. I actually was kind of interested in the if they were planning on trying to make it work with Danny and, and Cassie, because I know Cassie came into more of Danny's realm because she needed money to save the hotel. Otherwise, Olivia was going to buy her out. Um, right. Remember when she remember when she wanted to briefly strip for Danny? That's how they really tried to make it work when they had Cassie <laughs> strip. I thought this is a great way to make this happen, but uh, yeah, and I were was all still, for it. I was still, all for. Were you still? Yeah. Were you still for the character when that was going on? Was that still when you were still recovering from the bullet wound, or no? Was it after that? Uh, you know which bullet wound? I, I mean, when, I can't. When you're, when, <laughs> fair, fair statement. Uh, when your mother Carmen <laughs> shot you. So uh, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right, but I'm I'm not sure. You know, there were so many twists and turns and ins and outs with those stories, and I I can't keep any of it straight anymore. But uh, I couldn't I'm even trying. keep it straight then. But <laughs> there was some point when when Danny was when he was running that underground casino. Yes. So I'm not sure if that was when when Danny was shot or not. I'm sure there are viewers out there who definitely remember better than I do. Um, but at some point, right, Cassie tried to strip for Danny to 
get money or to yes to, because she was in a bind and yes I thought yes, this is a great right. way to, right. to start this yeah that's a great way to start the story but I don't know some of the fans weren't having it and you know it was a time <laughs> when and I don't know I don't know what it's like anymore because I just kept saying to the writers and the producers stop listening to the fans sorry but you know write write a good story don't otherwise you're you're, you're not going to really you're not going to get anything going. You're not going to be able to take any chances because you're you're at the mercy of you know uh, uh, the fans' immediate response. You know, give a story time to grow and develop. Um, but that was that was a, a time when um, there was a, a a lot of um, a lot of attention was paid to fan feedback. Um, right. And, and stories could get quickly aborted uh, or shifted just because there might have been an, an, an initial, um, you know, outcry instead of saying, you know what, let's just give this a shot. We might get some people. You know, people always say, I'll never watch again. I'm turning off the show. And is that really true? It's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. It's really you not. want to make people upset, you know, screaming at the television, un- unable to believe what's happening. That's what keeps them tuned in. So that was an interesting time, I think, in in the history of daytime. I don't. I, I really can't speak to how it's changed since then uh, because I've been out of that world for a while. But it's a lot you could speak to it, I guess. Now. Yeah, it's a lot faster now. I think when it comes. Because even even back then in the in the mid two thousands, even right before you and Nancy St. Alden left this show in two thousand five, um, yeah, it was comparing it then to now. Even even then, there was still time to draw a story and telling. Now it's now it's more of a rush to tell the story to get to the climax because a lot of people are in pain. And this is me speaking for me, um, from my observation, more so than anything, more people are impatient to wait for the climax of a story. They want the climax of the story to happen now. And it, right. it just seems like now they are rushing to get to the climax of the story instead of building the story. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I was never about the rush to get to the end of the story. I was always here for everything i mean everything and you're talking to a guy that literally had to wait almost two freaking years for michelle to get her memory back so that you and you and right. michelle could get back together i literally that's went right through, went through all of that i sat here and watched it and i'm sitting here going like right is this girl ever gonna get her memory? and it yeah, never yeah, happened you're absolutely right though <laughs> <laughs> there isn't the kind of patience for that anymore, and that's i mean we could we could you know we could attribute that to so many things social media you know TikTok, Instagram, the fact that, you know, instant gratification has become much more of a thing. Shows now are eight episodes, ten episodes, and they're done. You know, so, to, so yeah, I'm sure the format has changed significantly. Um, and I, I, like you, really enjoyed the slow burn of a story of months of flirting. I mean, that's really like back in the loving days for anyone who might have watched and remembers. I mean, that was years of flirtation um, and on and off and back and forth until they had their first kiss, until they got married, until they had sex. I'm not in that particular order, you know, but, you know, that right. that was what kept people tuning in. And it's changed so much. I remember even in my last my last sort of months or year on Guiding Light, I could feel it shifting. I could feel this sort of need for uh, there always having to be, a, like you said, a climax, an event, uh, mm-hmm. something dramatic and big happening on a much more, you know, more regular basis. And it's just, yeah. from an acting standpoint, it's exhausting. <laughs> of course. <laughs> You're right, yes. But it, as, as you just said, it was just like the months and months and months of waiting and waiting and waiting, and then the payoff is so worth it. It was right. that was that was like that for me, just like in, in the grand scheme of things. Because the reason why I'm bringing up that Michelle and Danny thing, especially with her memory coming back, um, while that that episode 
was so much anticipation waiting for that moment for me. Um, and I was just so – first of all, you played that scene very well, how – uh, you you just broke into tears when she got her memory back, and you were just so excited, and you just finally felt like you could forgive yourself for inadvertently causing the explosion that lost her memory in the first place. But it's at the same time dealing with the fact that pretty soon they were about to have a child come back into them. So that's where Cassie comes into play, because Edmund took Michelle's baby, and it was just, one thing after the other in a matter of a few months, and I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> wow. I, did you take notes or, like, look at some notes? Because you remembered a heck of a lot more than I did <laughs> just now. That's impressive. It, dude, trust me, when, when you talk about me watching this stuff on the regular, I freaking did. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking did. I could probably tell I love you it. a lot of – I can probably tell you a lot of the stuff Danny did that you probably can't even remember. And listen, I just, I just love the fact I, I loved everything with, with Danny and his character and Danny and Michelle times two. So, <laughs> yeah, so. No, it was great. It was a great story and it was great. They were great characters and it was, it really was, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. It, I, I look getting, back on it with, with such, such great memories. And just getting the chance to even reunite with Laura in some type of capacity on the show. When, and yeah. I, I just love the fact, even, even though they tried, I still like the fact that they were able to be friends in, in, in some way, shape, form. You, and it was just, it, it was nice to see that interaction, especially when I started to learn more about the loving history um, at that time. So it, it was just, it was just interesting to me to connect those dots. And then I'm just kind of saying, like, I like this. I like, I like the fact that their chemistry is different here than it was on loving. And I liked how that was played. Even though, would I like to have seen it progress? Yes. But since I didn't get that, that's fine. But we got them in the friendship mode and I like that as, as well. Yeah, so. they did. You're right. They did develop a really, a really nice friendship with, and, uh, and it sort of seemed like the only way, the only direction it could go at that point. And we embraced that. And, and because Laura and I have been friends for, for so many years, that was easy to, to make happen. Um, and no matter how much we tried to sort of spark the romance, it just uh, it, it, people weren't having it. So but what can you do? That's, that's the, the, the soap opera ball bouncing the way it bounces. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nature of... part of our interview with uh, Paul Anthony Stewart. We're definitely going to get the whole thing uploaded for you so that way you can listen to all of it in its glory. But I was glad I was able to share most of this with you. And Ryan, unfortunately, did not come back because his phone died. So, unfortunately, we are going to miss his return here. But I'm so glad I was able to present this to you. It may not have been as much as I wanted it to but you know what? I was very happy with what I was able to do for it because a part of me feels like we're still going to wind up celebrating this woman for much more than this tonight, honestly. And what I want to say to you, for all of you that have listened, is that this this actress who's been in this business for 30 years, she's been such a force. She's been such a powerhouse. And I always look forward to seeing what she's going to do next. So, Laura Wright, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Congratulations on celebrating 30 years in daytime television. You absolutely deserve all the love and all the respect that you have been shown entire time you have been here playing all of these characters within this 30-year time span. There's, there's just so much... I could say that I probably can't say right now, but except that I am extremely proud and humble to watch you perform each and every day. Congratulations again. If you want to check out more of our stuff at Buzzworthy Radio, you can check out our website at buzzworthyradiocast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Buzzworthy Radio and liking us on our Facebook page. That's going to do it for me tonight. I'm Navelle J. Lee. I want to thank you all so much. I want to thank Ryan for stopping by. 
And I also want to give another shout out to Paula Anthony Stewart for taking the time out and speaking with me and celebrating Laura's 30th anniversary. We loved, we loved chatting with you. We loved having you. And I hope we get to do it again soon. All you guys, I really appreciate you too. I love you all so much. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care. From Twitter to iHeartRadio, Buzzworthy is everywhere. everywhere. Miss the show? Log on to BuzzworthyRadioCast.com for past shows and videos of some of your favorite stars. Stay connected to Buzzworthy Radio.